Welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I have an absolutely frightening paranormal encounter story to share with you today. This one comes from Angie. Angie is a paranormal investigator, and she has traveled all over the country um, with some some really popular groups. And she shares with us just a couple of her experiences that she's had that, that stood out to her. The odd thing is, is while we're doing this, she has full cell phone service. I'm working from home, so I have great signal too, but our phone calls keep getting dropped. Um, could be coincidence. She was traveling a little bit, but it seems like when you get on certain topics, you have some interruption in your service. Not saying it's related, but I'm not saying that it's not related either. So there, there might be a few pauses in here, um, here and there, but just hang in there with it. The calls do pick back up, and you do not want to miss what goes on. Let's jump in. My name is Angie Dameron, and uh, I've been traveling to historic, historic landmarks and places and, you know, investigating the paranormal for about 11 years now. And I've actually got to see some, you know, some really cool things and meet a lot of great people and, um, you know, investigate a lot of, um, a lot of uh, popular uh, buildings and and places and uh every um for the last three years i think uh, we have been doing a conference at st Albans sanatorium in rapper virginia and it's a the building is immaculate it's it's beautiful and um it used to be an all-boys school and to help the building you know stay alive and stay afloat uh we i host a conference there we didn't do it this year, but I host a conference there um, every year to help raise money for the building. So all the proceeds to the conference go back to the building to help restore it, and you know, and that's what keep keep it running. In other words, so um, but yeah, that's about it. Do you want to know some places that I've been? Sure. Yeah, tell me some places you've been. Tell me about um, some of your most memorable experiences. <clears throat> And tell me the name of the conference too. I'd, I'd love to hear what. It's oh called. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm t- not saying that. Yeah, the conference is named. Uh, it's called Animacons. Um, we uh, and it's it's such a great conference. We have people from like all over, including you know people that you see on TV. Um, the Tennessee Red Chasers, 
who are on the Travel Channel a lot of times, I believe, and they they come and they speak and talk at talk and at the conference, and then you actually get to, get to investigate with them um, after the conference is over. So we have them who come. Uh, we have Christopher and Rachel Booth who come to the conference. Um, Adam Bonnet, a lot of people know him as Glider. He's always there to come and speak. Um, Pat Basar O'Keefe, she's a psychic medium, and she comes there to speak also. And she's she's just absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've actually I've met a lot of people who claim to be psychic <laughs> over over my years of investigating and investigating, but I will say she is like the real deal. So if you come to if you come to Nimacons, she is like absolutely awesome. She does readings for, I think for like twenty bucks. And if you're into that sort of thing, I highly highly recommend you get to get a reading. So she's just she's great. She's wonderful. Um but we also have Alan Marston and he usually speaks on the Mandela effect. He is really, really great as well. Um there's another guy that we call Copperhead. He comes. He actually used to work at Tala, um, that's in uh, Weston, West Virginia. So he comes and speaks. And um, his his name's actually Greg. And we have Scott Sukel, who used to run the Ohio State Reformatory um, in Mansfield, Ohio. It's where Shawshank was filmed. It's a really great place if you've never been there. And um, we have we have a really great variety of speakers who come, and sometimes the lineup changes from year to year on our speakers. But for the most part, you know, we try to keep people the same. And uh, the conference is usually held in April, and I'm guessing I'm thinking that in 2021 we'll have it in April again. But we just don't, we don't know of a weekend for sure yet um, when when that will take place. But it's going to happen next year, and we took a year break this year because of the virus and you know other things but we're hopefully to be back on track next year so we're looking forward to it yeah it sounds great yeah this virus mm-hmm. has thrown everything off i think i know and also the conference i will say the conference <clears throat> so what it basically includes when you get your ticket is um you get like usually it's usually a two-day conference so like the first day you will get you know they'll have like all our speakers will speak, and you'll talk to them. You can ask questions. And we also have a ton of vendors there. So, you know, you can buy things, you know, get T-shirts, souvenirs, that sort of thing. Um, and it's it's really, really, really great. Um, great thing, too. And um, so, like, the first day, you can, like, interact with the vendors, listen, listen in on lectures. You know, sometimes um, Pat, the meeting I was telling you about, she usually speaks on orbs and why you cannot ever count on an orb <clears throat> as being great, good evidence because you can never, you can actually never just prove that that's not like something like dust or you know, a, you know, a bug and that. Sort. So she does a really wonderful job at you know, she's not saying they don't exist, but it's just almost nearly impossible to like prove one on a picture, you know. So. um we like to really educate people in that area too. So she does a wonderful job there. Um, so like the first, yeah, like the, so like the first day, you know, you get to do that. You get to hear all these lectures. You hear about experiences and that sort of thing. And then that night, you actually get to investigate with all of our speakers, like the ones on TV, like TWC, 
from, from the Travel Channel. Him, Adam, Copperhead, Scott, Alan Marston, Pat, Chris and Rachel. <clears throat> I mean, and these are wonderful, wonderful people, people I've known for a very, very, very long time and who I trust or I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask them to come and speak if I didn't trust them. So they're just really, really great people. Sweet. And yeah, and the people who helped me with the conference, I was telling you that I investigated with the people in Virginia. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the people who helped me with it, it's a team called Bedford Paranormal, and their team consists of a guy named Alan May, uh, Ronnie Anderson, Scott Dudamore, and Noah Coleman. And they're a really great group of guys, um, so they help me every year co-host the conference, and they're they're really wonderful, too. And so it's just, it's just a great, great event. It sounds like it. Hey, yeah. When, when you're at the con, uh, when it's time to do the the investigation, where where does the investigation take place at? At the sanatorium. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the thing, and it's really really cool. So our speak. So it's really really cool because um, during the conference, our speakers will actually lecture you in the sanatorium. So you're actually in a sanatorium being lectured by by speakers who have been doing this for a long time. So, like, last last year, our speaker spoke in an electroshock room in Tenalba Sanatorium. They spoke in the electroshock room to our to our audience. So it was really, really cool. And it was, like, wow. completely black. And it was, yeah, it's really cool. So the, they actually speak to you. Yeah, it all, it all takes place at the sanatorium, everything. Like, the vendors... The speaking, the lectures, and the investigation all take place there. And the lady who runs it, her name is Marcel Hanauer, and she is just phenomenal. You know, I've been to a lot of places where the owners, you know, you, you spend all this money to go investigate, and the owner is just out of the money. You know, you don't see ever going back into the building to help preserve the building. But I will say Marcella, she is, like, top-notch. She is absolutely amazing like she she really and truly cares about the building about St. Albans and I mean it really really shows I mean because they've done so much there to help save the building and that's why that we chose to have the conference there every year because we know that she truly you know cares about about that and about the building and the place and the history there it's a great great place I think that's a good gesture too. That's a, a kind thing to do, and it, it pays it forward. It goes back into the sanitarium. That's, I think it's that's a wonderful thing you guys are doing. Yeah, it's really really awesome. And like I said, it's you know it's really hard to find a place where you know, <clears throat> you know, like the owners don't care as much about the building as they do like the money. I mean, I hate the way that sounds, but that's just kind of well, how it works. Yeah. You yeah. know, and but she really truly really cares about the place. And I'm telling you, if you if you you can actually go there. Um, and investigate on your own if you want. You can actually call. Um, they have a website. I'm not for sure. I think it's thenalbansanatorium.com. And they have a Facebook page also. So you can also like go to that page and you can um, call the number, and it it rings you right through to Marcella. And if you want to do like an investigation there, like a private investigation there, it's like super cheap. <laughs> and I'm gonna say I'm, it's like I think it's like six hundred dollars for an overnight investigation. And I know that sounds kind of expensive to most to most people. But like when you talk about like Ohio State Reformatory, who charges like two thousand or eighteen hundred for like Weston. Wow. I mean she does she does a really great job there. If you get like ten people go, then it's not that bad because you can split that up. Right. 
Right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And you get the whole building to yourself. So it's great. So like when you investigate, um, you get, um, you know, you have to worry about other people like goofing off or contaminating your evidence. You know what's going on all the time around you. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, yeah. In years past, doing this con- uh, this conference there, when you have had investigations before, did you have any evidence, anything pop up? Well, you know, doing the conference myself, you know, <laughs> during the conference, I don't really get to investigate because I'm so busy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm getting pulled from, like, one direction to the other. So, like, right. during the conference, I don't really have time to, like, uh, investigate with, like, the, the patrons to come in to, to St. Albans. But now I have investigated there several times on my own, and I will say it's a, it's one of the best places I've ever been to, paranormal experience-wise. It's it's right. really 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 great. Um, the history about. the history of the building is so just amazing. First of all, and it, the and then when you go investigate it, it makes it that much better. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so great, so great. What stands out to you? Uh, like, what what have you experienced there independently? That has there anything that that has really stuck with you that you just want to share? Yeah, sure. Um, cause I, I mean, I usually don't share like um, a whole lot with people about it, but I don't care to. Um, if I get asked about it, it, it doesn't bother me to share about it or anything. Um, so I was there probably about five years ago, and honestly, I'm gonna say this before I start. Not one of these people that just say, "Hey, you know, you know, here's that's that's a ghost or that's paranormal, or you know, I'm I'm not easily um, just scared or just think something's haunted, you know, haunted right off. You know, I have to really have some kind of proof to really make me believe that a place has activity. Right. So, and in all my years of investigating, I may have seen no for sure that I've seen like three or four things I can tell you like right here right now I've seen it hands down 100% there's no explanation for it you know I've seen this this is what happened um you know no, they're, and they're, and there's just no explaining it you know it's happened to me about three times every time every time that you investigate you're not going to see something you're not going to find something you know it's not like you see on tv where they go in these buildings and they investigate it's it's haunted all the time that just doesn't happen in the real world when you're really investigating very true. You know, does, does, that, does that make sense to you? Like, you know, you're not going to go to someone's house and just be haunted every time you go there. I mean, that just doesn't happen in the real world. Right. Yeah. I I did a little, uh, I had a little ghost hunting group under the same name of Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was probably 15 years ago down in Louisiana. I would go out with some of my Air Force buddies and we would look around and really never had anything happen. Um, there was one time in the cemetery where I, I thought I caught. Uh, a glimmer of light over one of the, the graves, but you know that could have been a reflection. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, I have had one or two things happen, but it it was over maybe twenty different times going out. You know, so right? I know what you mean. It, it it's hit and miss for sure. Yeah. Are you there? Uh-oh. Huh, it says I have LTE. Oh, I, I hear you now. Okay, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I so, 
so yes, so yeah, it's not like you know. A lot of times you can go on investigation, on investigation you, can, you can fall asleep because let's be real, it's not always. You're not you're not always gonna have activity. It's just impossible. But I will say, of eleven years of investigating, one of the places that I can tell you that I've seen something is at St. Austin's where we had the conference, and it was um, we were we were in isolation in that part of the wing of the building. And another you are going in and out on me. Not doing like intense investigating. Right. Hello. Yeah, I, I got you now. Okay, okay, let's oh, make sure you're there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and when you go into when you're at St. Albans, you go into isolation, there is like one way in and one way out. So you um so once you walk in, so you go down to the end of the hallway, you have to turn around and walk all the way back down before you can actually leave that area, right? Right. Are you following like, are you kinda of following me? Yep. Okay. So we walked into this well, we walked into isolation, we were all the way at the end of the hallway. And we had we were we were we were turned around looking at the door to get out and we were just kind of talking nonchalantly, you know, back and forth to each other. And um, Lily says, says, girls, and, you know, we kind of, we had this on the recording, actually. And we, I was just wasn't paying attention to her, and she's like, girls. And then she's like, girls, you know, like really, really loud. And I said, what's wrong with you? And she was like, do you see that? And I'm like, what? She's like, look, look down at the end of the hallway where the doorway is. And, like, on the floor... You know, um, there's some like you know there's some like light shining in the building from like the street lights outside and stuff. So down toward the bottom of the floor, the light is completely blocked out in that area. Like there's something black in that area. Oh wow! And then and then all of a sudden you you can start to see legs. And I say legs as in four like five or six. Okay, and but this. And they actually call it the creeper. And I, I had a radio on my, on my, you know, hooked onto my jeans. And, you know, I was trying to get my radio because I mean I was really scared because we, we were looking down the hallway and when I locked eyes with it, I mean it was just the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, scared me to death. And um, it had like eight legs and it had. The face of a human, but do you know, like in um, Utopia, like these children who have like, who are like kind of like poor nutrition, and they have like these, they're like really, really skinny, it's like a really, majorly curved spine. Yes, yeah. Like their spine is like really, really curved. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay, well, this thing had like eight, like six or between, I said between six and eight legs, had like a, had a curved spine just like that. It's like a human head. And the eyes are kind of like white with a red dot in them. Oh my god! And I have never seen nothing like this in a, you know investigating all my life. I've, and I still I've still never seen nothing like what I saw there investigating. It's the only place I've ever seen something like this. And um, it was kind of like <laughs> you know it knew that we saw it. And sometimes I think things feed on your fear, like to get energy from like the fear, like when 
Uncle Willie Hester. I think that's where they get some of their energy from. Yeah. And um, I think that it knew that it was scaring us, you know, and it wasn't coming. It wasn't like it wasn't like crawling toward us. Like it's like half of the legs were like up on the wall and half were like on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, so scary. Yes, it was. It was very, very scary. Very scary. So I was panicking, and I, I'm trying to get the radio to call down to command center for help because I was so scared. I didn't know how we were going to get out. In order to get out, we would have had to walk right past it. Now you see where that's coming in, coming into play. There's one way yeah. in and one way out. So it's right. like right there. At the, it's like right there at the doorway. So, you know, we have to uh, walk past it if we're going to go out. And there was no way that I was walking past that thing. You know, <laughs> I was staying in there the entire night before I walked past it. Right. And so here I am. I mean, it's funny now, but I was really, really scared at that time. So here I am trying to get my, I can't even get my radio to work. The battery had completely drained. And um, finally, um, my friend Lisa had got her flashlight to come on. And this is about the time that she shined the light down toward the end of the hallway it had it left, and we just took off like we just ran, literally like full sprint from isolation all the way down to command center, you know, in the break room, and they actually heard us running, like <laughs> they they could hear us run like run like you know run down. It was it was so scary, like, so and it's like the that's probably like one of the most times I've I've been scared. That's probably like the most I've ever been scared in my life. I'm just getting was this, was that time. And you go back to that sanitarium after that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> wow. Listen, I have been locked in a morgue by myself. Um, it takes a lot to get me scared. But now I do not investigate isolation with just three girls there anymore. Like, you know, I, I'm kind of cautious about that. And I'll tell you this, like, before I seen that figure, that's the creeper, we, we give it the name of the creeper because that's what it, it was creeping up on us. I mean, it, it was so scary. You know, before I actually saw that, um, I would walk around a building a sanatorium by myself, pitch black, you know, would not bother me at all whatsoever, you know. But after I seen that, I don't go around by myself anymore. You know, I always have, you know, we did the buddy system, have someone with us all the time because it's just yeah. not safe, you know. Out there for sure, yeah. Yeah, but now I don't want to. I don't want to make a bad impression on the building either, because it's not. It's not just like it's not like satanic or anything like that, you know. And I think there is some kind of spirits there who are unrested or may not be, you know, good. But I don't think it's anything that will really harm you. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad place to go either. You know, right. you, you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from? Absolutely. And you guys stayed safe. You just had a good scare, you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was glad that I saw it. You know, I was glad that I saw it after I saw it because, you know, you investigate for, you know, years. I mean, some people investigate for four years, and they never see anything like that, you know. I mean, right. you investigate forever to find, to actually get an experience is absolutely amazing. Well, let me the only thing that I wish we could have done is call on camera. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Right. Yeah. Let me ask you, did, you said it had like eight legs. Did they look like human mm -hmm. legs or did it look like? No, like more like, like a spider whip, more like a spider. Like it had a human body with but like spider legs. Yeah. But but the, like, the thing that scared me the most, though, was like that curve like that really stood out in my mind. It was like that curved spine. 
Yeah. You know, it looked just like a, like a sickly person, like with really, really skinny, you know, like torso and stuff with that, with that really curved spine. Like that's mm-hmm. what I, you know, some people like her Lisa, I think the eyes stuck in her head. You know, like, I think different things about it stuck in all of our heads. It was like, right. you know, the eyes stuck in her head. Not, you know, that's what really scared her the most were the eyes. Like they, they terrified her, you know, and but, but the spine is what I remember the most. Because you know, I, I just couldn't get over that spine. You know, yeah. it was crazy. And most people seem to lock in on one feature, you know. They do, yes. And that that was it for you, that spine. Was it, yes. Was it the color of a, a regular person or was it like? It was just like a black shadow. And it had like, you know, yeah, but but like it, you could see the details in it. You right. know what I'm saying? So it might yep. sound like a glass, but, but seeing a detailed black mass. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Like a black shadow, but yes, but see the details in it. Yeah. Wow. And what color were was it? And I, and I will tell you, I will tell you this interesting fact, okay? Yeah. Too is not long after we saw that, um, there were some other people who came there and invested, and we hadn't really shared it with anyone. And this girl had drew a picture. She had investigated there, and she drew a picture of what she saw. And the picture, and I had never talked to this girl before, okay? The picture that she drew and gave to Marcel was the same thing that we saw. Oh, my goodness. So that's crazy, and that's kind of crazy, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's confirmation or validation, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> well, it's hard to beat that one. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's an experience of a lifetime. It definitely is. There's, there's, there's so many, there's so many stories with just St. Albans. I could tell you, we could talk for hours, literally. Like, I, I mean, there's just so much. I've been there so many times, and because of all places I go, that's like going home. And I know that sounds really, really weird, but like going home to a sanatorium, that sounds like really, really weird. I'm, I'm probably am a little bit weird. But, no, no, but that's no, like, that's like going home to me. I want to go and investigate and like just go do like a good event. That's like going home. Like I can travel to all these places, but going to St. Albans is always like going back home. And it's not just the building. It's the people that run up there too. You know, they're so amazing and they're so great. But the building and the history with the building and just the paranormal experience lately, there I see so many, so many people like fake stuff when they investigate. And so they call it on camera. I can just about these put symptoms and something my finger if I see something fake. I mean, it's it's not hard. Right. <laughs> and but and it makes me so upset because if a building is truly haunted, it may take you ten times to investigate before you actually get something. But you don't have to fake things in order for you know. Like you put a place like St. Albans, it's there's so much activity there. There's no way or reason why you should have to fake anything there. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Like it's, and it really aggravates me, like really, really bad, because there's so many people, people on TV, who just do things to just get publicity, yep. you know, and, and they, and they fake things TV. and stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have, you know, one small genuine experience than to sit there and just watch what's almost a sitcom. You know, I, I like to see. I agree, percent. And it sounds like you've really built a good community there, you know, of, of peers. 
people you yeah, can Yeah, it's great. Listen, I have, there's so many great people you know, that I know um, that I've met over my years of investigating and, and things. I swear, they're some of the best people. I mean, not the people on TV, but they're some of the best investigators that you will ever meet in your life. You know, and, and they're and they're great people, you know, and they don't do it for fame or for money. They do it because they genuinely love what they do. They genuinely love investigating, you know, and, and they love the history. They love these buildings behind it. I mean, it's just it's just so great, you know. Yeah, I, I can tell by the way you talk about them that you, you think pretty highly of them. That, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's going to be hard to... To, to compare to the creeper, but do you have any other story you'd like to share? Well, yeah, you just tell me when to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we and this was the first time that I actually saw it, saw a shadow person, and like, because you know you investigate and you think that you see shadows like moving around and stuff, but you can't really say. saw a shadow person that no doubt in my mind that's definitely what it was. It's very hard to be able to do that. You know what I mean? And and this one actually called my husband. I was like, hey, listen, like, you know, but um, we were at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital, now Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Do you know where that's at? I don't believe I do. Are you there? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Sorry. Okay. Hey, so I'm sorry because we're on the road, but we were... Oh, lost you again. Hang on. Hang on one second and they come back, come back through. Are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> So, do you know where Old South Pittsburgh, Tennessee is? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. So, I was at Old South Pittsburgh, Tennessee Hospital. And that's like, um, is it past Knoxville? I think it's past Knoxville, actually. There's like a time zone change when you get there. I think they're like an hour behind or something. Okay. Between Knoxville and Memphis. Yeah, I think somewhere somewhere around down in that area. Um, but anyway, we were there, and um, the place, honestly, I can guarantee you, if you go there and investigate, you will get activity day, night. It does not matter. I promise you, you will experience. Like that's that's one of the places that I've been to. That no matter what time of day it is, you'll experience something. I guarantee you. I guarantee it. If you go there, you're going right. to experience something. Yeah. Like, I will guarantee you, something's going to happen to you. You're going to hear something, see something, or something crazy is going to happen to you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, we went to this place, and I didn't do any research before I went because I don't like to, if if I've never been to a place, I kind of like to go in blind. That way, if it happens, maybe I can collaborate with the research, you know, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. But then after I go, I like to research, you know. So we went for the first time, and it was broad daylight. The lady had let us in, and then um, there, and you're there for for 24 hours. And you take your you take your slip on bag with you. So 
it was just my team and I, we were there and um we you know got our got our bags settled in we were kind of like just kind of walking around the building getting familiar with it it has like it has three levels and so me and my friend Natasha we were on the third level of that place right and it's really kind of strange because can you hear me yep yep I hear you okay okay it's really kind of strange I'm going to tell you this about the place on the third floor you have the OR on one side the nursery in the middle, and on the side of the, side of the nursery, it's a psych ward. So first of all, who put a psych ward beside a nursery? Oh, my God. And that, isn't that kind of messed up? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, that is crazy, words. right? Crazy, yes. Right. Yes. So who would put, like, a nursery beside a psych unit? That's insane. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so we were kind of, like, just in a walkthrough, getting familiar with, familiar with the place. And um, we're looking for um, our friend's son named Logan. And we were like, he has um, sugar problems. So we kind of like lost him. So we were like, kind of like hollering, like, Logan, if you can hear us, this is not funny, answer us. Like, we want to know where you're at and that you're okay. So we were screaming and yelling for him. We couldn't, we couldn't hear, you know, we couldn't hear him or anything. And Natasha and I, while we were looking for him, and it's, it's, we're in daylight, remember, we're this is, one o'clock during the day. Right. We, while we were looking for him, we walked in to one of the, I think it was one of the OR rooms. And the OR rooms is like one, it has like two doors. So you can walk through one door and go out another door on the opposite side. So we walk in the OR room and without saying anything, we walk, we walk through the door on the opposite side. And we both heard something and turned around at the same time. And there was about a six-foot-tall shadow that just came flying, like running, like sprinting toward us, okay? Mm-hmm. Like coming, coming like right at us, like literally the guy, it was six-foot-tall. Scared, we ran out of the building, okay? Yeah. I ran, we ran out. <laughs> we went back in, but we ran, we ran out that, at that time. We ran out. But we didn't have any equipment with us or anything. Oh, my God. So, so... When we turn around, we see, we see this shadow coming toward us, and we didn't even respond or say, hey, did you see that? We both just took off running at the, at the same time, so we both saw it, you know. And when we got downstairs, it's so weird because when we got downstairs, um, her, um, Logan was downstairs. He's like, we were like, we were yelling for you. I didn't answer it. He said, I was answering you. He could hear us on the third floor. But we could not hear him. Oh wow! And it, and there was one wall between us, and we did not hear him. Mm. Now, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? And at that, and at that moment is when we saw, is when we saw the shadow guy coming toward us. Yeah, so that probably freaked him out too. That knowing that he yes, heard, you know, that had to terrify him. Yes, he was terrified because he was he's a younger kid, you know, so he was pretty scared, you know. And but we were scared because but there was something that was so that had a presence so strong blocked out can you believe that it blocked out us being able to hear him answer us whatever that was my goodness that we saw so something something blocked that out and it was fitting on the fear of us being there and it blocked that out yeah the intriguing part about it is the next day 
after we were done investigating the next day, the, you know, the lady comes back in and I was like, hey, can I ask you a question? And she's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, you know. So I started talking to her and I was asking her some things. I said, hey, I said, you know, I had an experience. We had an experience yesterday today. And I said, I just want to ask you about it because, you know, it's my first actual shadow, big, tall shadow figure that I've seen. I said, I just want to get your intake on it and see if you know what maybe it could have been. So I was explaining everything to her. I said, this shadow was about six foot tall. You know, he just came, like, running. I felt like his presence was not good. Like, I didn't feel safe. Like when he was there, like when I saw it, like I just felt like it was negative. You know, right. it was a negative energy. Right. And um, but I didn't feel like he could hurt us. But I just felt like he was. It was negative. Like I can't explain it. I just, I just unless you experience it, it's very hard to explain. Okay. But um, I told her about this shadow. Well, there was a six foot tall African American doctor who worked there who was a pedophile. And was char he and he dropped dead in that spot in front of the elevator. Oh no. Yeah, I swear to you, I'm not lying. And had and Logan up there, terrified. Yes. M- muting him out, and he's a he was a child. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's say that's yeah. dark. I'd say that's pretty. So Logan, so you have you have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello? I can hear you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Good. And I have, I have like four bars on LTE, so that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I know, right? I don't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah, me either. You know, I, I hear on other podcasts all the time. I don't know how often you listen to podcasts, but I I do that every day. And uh-huh. when people get in the paranormal topic, it seems like their phone, I mean, it could just be, you know, whatever. But it, it seems like the phone calls get interrupted or break up or get staticky at opportune times yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and other things, like, I think, like, you know, you can, when you start talking about that, you know, if you're, talking about the paranormal sometimes and you're, you know, creating that atmosphere for it to happen. And maybe, you know, it can interfere with some, with that somehow. So you, you may just not ever know, but All right. yeah. So are we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording right now. Okay. So really where I left off with the, with the guy out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, I was, I think we were almost the history about him a little bit. So I was telling the lady about, you know, what I saw and she told me that, you know, a six-foot-tall African-American male you know, who was a doctor there who was accused of being a pedophile 
and then he died there. So that was kind of just strange how all that happened. You know, Logan was blocked out. We couldn't find him, but he could hear us, you know, and then that we saw that shadow guy. So that was pretty crazy, you know, that, that, and then we got that, you know, stories about the doctor and, you know, what I was going to say is, you know, things that I tell you, um, isn't, they're not made up, but they're all like the history. All of yeah, document, yeah. it's document is documented. So you can actually go research it yourself and find it. So I'm not going to say something that's actually not true to where you couldn't find it if you were doing research yourself. Right. I, well, I appreciate that for one, but two, I, I pretty much take people's words. So <laughs> yeah. Believe. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're in the paranormal field for, you know, for so long, you know, there is just so many things that float around, you know, hearsay and stories. And then like, you know, just like St. Albans, for instance, you know, there's, there's so many rumors that, that, that the Draper's massacre took place there in Virginia on the land that's in Albans that the sanatorium is on. But that's not true. There's so many people that go out here and, like, tell these stories about St. Albans and do, do that new podcast about the place. And the history is just not true there. So that's the reason why I'm a really big history person. I like to just make sure that my stuff's correct when I put it out there. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. You really cover your bases. You know, yes, you, you know what you're talking about. That yeah. If, while we were in between calls there and our text messages, I could tell that you you were very thorough. If nothing else, you were very thorough. Yes, yes, I am. It's because you know you have to be because when you when you were in your inner paranormal field, I mean, there's just so many things that you can't just take for you know you can't just necessarily believe what you hear all the time you have to do the research yourself and then sometimes it's, it's extensive research you know um yeah. we actually by doing research um some me and my son my team you know in the past we actually found a birth certificate by doing an investigation okay this is by doing an investigation and research we found a birth certificate of an illegitimate child that was born at this location and the owner had no idea that it even existed. That was history that wasn't even put out there at that time. Wow. Yeah, so you're you're doing big things, you know? You're, yeah. You're doing more than a paranormal investigation. You're you're doing some, some good historical research. Yeah, well, if you really like the paranormal, then you have to kind of love history because it kind of goes hand in hand together. Yes, you know. Does. So, um, and I, I love history. You know, my husband, he probably falls asleep while he's listening to it. But me, I absolutely love history. And some of the history on some of these buildings are just as fascinating as the paranormal aspect of it also. You know, some of the things that happen in some of these locations are just as powerful and meaningful as, like, the paranormal. It, can, it has just an effect as what you would get in the best day. just learning from the history on the places. Right. I can see that. Yeah, well, definitely. You know, what you say something it's pretty interesting and you say if you're into paranormal research you have to be into history in a way and that it kind of hints to what you believe these spirits or ghosts might be but i want you to tell me if if you don't mind in your opinion what do you think we're dealing with um what what are these ghosts are are they relics of the past or are they what? what? What do you? How do you view the spirit realm? The, the ghost part. Okay. Well, you know, I think that you know, I do. When I first started investigating, I wasn't really a believer. Okay. Um, it took it took me a couple of years to really investigate and do some and do, and do some research to to actually 
really, I was always on the fence about it, you know, to actually be able to do some research, you know. So, um, but, you know, I think simply, like, you know, the spirits, I think they, I think they're here. Most of them are here because of, you know, things that they haven't resolved and they can't move on. Or I also feel, I think it's, I think everything's different in every location. Okay. For instance, there's sometimes I think in certain locations that there is a alpha spirit there, right? Are you following me? And perhaps maybe this alpha spirit is not letting some of these other spirits go in the same location. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. So, so there's been times that I've been investigating and I'm talking to, say, a child or I'm talking to, you know, a, a, a woman or even a, or even a man, for instance, and all of a sudden I can be having a conversation with my ovulus or with my male meter and I can be getting hits and responses, you know, just like right on the money. Just every time I ask a question, it's like boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden it just goes dead. And then the whole energy in the room changes. So you can actually feel that, that energy leave and then a, a different energy comes about in this location. And a lot of times I think they're, we're asking questions that perhaps the alpha spirit in this location doesn't want answered. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah, absolutely. So, therefore, I I think sometimes this alpha energy or or spirit comes in and and he just shuts it down. And I I really do believe that a lot of times. I really do. Um, And as far as what uh, what a ghost is, you know, I think, um, you know, nobody knows. You know, you can only speculate. Nobody has, nobody has the answer. I don't care who you talk to. Nobody, a lot of people have some great ideas, but nobody has the answer that's what we're all looking for right right absolutely right so to me you have to in my opinion you know everybody has their own opinion in my opinion you have to just do and believe and go in the direction that you feel that you're led to go and what you know whatever you're led to believe you know if the ghosts are because that's basically that's all we have to go on Right. Right. Because yep. we're all we're all in this blind. We have no idea what we're dealing with. We're all in this together, and we're all blinded by it because nobody has the answer. So, but we're all we're all in it together, trying to find out what these may for. And you know, but but I do think you know a lot of these spirits have unresolved issues here. You know, here that they haven't and they haven't left. Some some may be just over here to watch over. Maybe you or me. Um, yeah, I think they're all here for different reasons. And how they're here, I, I can't answer that and be truthful because I don't know. I can't tell you an answer because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I have I've been wanting to know for so long. And I don't know how you feel. I don't know your spiritual beliefs or your religion or anything like that. But I have prayed now, hard for, for answers about, you know, just some clarity about what what is after this, you know, there's yeah. Yeah, one more. Right. And I, I do believe, you know, like I, like I said, I, I've met some people in my, in my, 
<laughs> in my years of miscarriage, I've met some people, okay? And, you know, there's a lot of people who claim to believe, you know, they're psychic, you know, and, that, and that's okay. And, and you know, but you got to be careful when you meet these people, okay? And because you just don't know what you're dealing with a lot of times. But um, I do believe that we all have a gift. And I think some people have a gift. They they have a gift that are stronger than other people. You know, like they have more. They're they're op- they're more open to possibilities. So therefore, you know, you might be drawn more. You might have more happen for you yeah. happen for not than than me because you're more open to the possibility of it happening. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think yeah. if you're if you're open minded. Um, if you're, if you're, I guess it's your mind. If your mind, if your heart is open to to receive these things or to see these things, I think it is much more likely to happen for those people. I think that's why the skeptics stay skeptical and the believers are lifelong believers. You know, and, and exactly. Life altering event that makes them turn around. Right, like, like like me for instance. You know, I had a, I had an altering you know life altering event. To where it could be when I first when I first started, you know, I, I was kind of on the fence. You know, I didn't want to, you know, down on people who believed. But yeah, I still needed something to show me. I needed some kind of to believe. You know, I needed something to happen to me personally before I could actually believe. And you know, and when it did, guess what happened? I opened myself up more to yeah. possibilities. Well, hey, maybe there's something more to this. You know. But as far as what the ghosts are, I cannot tell you what they I mean, I'll be lying, and I don't want to, I couldn't tell you what they are, because nobody knows. Nobody can tell you what they are. And right. um, I think, you know, there's speculation, and we can, we might know why they're here, but as far as what they are, and whether they're, you know, they're, they're trying, they, someone's been murdered, you know, and they're so cute rest, or, you know, um, some a mother lost a child, and, you know, she doesn't want to leave here. I mean, just, there's just so many, so many things that, can you know play along with that but i do however have an idea for how we capture edps i'm sure you know what that is oh yeah 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 electronic voice phenomenon if anybody doesn't know we'll go ahead and say it out loud for them (laughs) you're right yeah um you know electronic voice phenomenon yeah it's you know we capture it with our digital recorders when we're on you know investigations and that sort of things is there disembodied voices that we capture and yeah. it's always been crazy to me how we capture these. I've always wanted to know. So, um, my, I'm so sorry. My husband's driving through, <laughs> through a lot of traffic right now. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> but my, but my experience, my thought, and this is just a, you know, and a guess that this could be how they're doing it. This is, this could be how they're responding. And I can't tell you how, this is something that I've thought of, okay? Sure. When we speak, what are we doing? We're giving out radio waves, right? Right. And those radio waves, they travel through space for, gosh, forever, right? I mean, our voices and the words that we say are constantly just traveling in space. You know right. what I'm saying? Every time somebody on Earth talks, their their voices, their words are being put out there. So to me... Would it not be possible that they're somehow using that? Ghosts can't talk, right? I don't guess they can. They can. can. Can a ghost talk? So how are they? How are they able to use words? 
right. how are they how are we able to capture these on our recorders? You know, I have been on an investigation before and you know, a man it can be a room full of women in a building by ourselves and we capture a male voice on our recorder. Now how do you explain that? All right. Right? So yeah. how are these ghosts how are these ghosts using words to communicate with us? Uh, that's so a, in, that's the phenomenon part for me. That's <laughs> a phenomenon, right? So wouldn't yeah. it be wouldn't it be something though if they were using somehow our voices that that were in space or somehow that connected? They're able to use that to kind of connect with us in a way. Yeah, yeah, it kind of just tap into the sentence structure. Because when, when a ghost talks, a lot of times you may get like a two or three words, like two or three words at one time. For the most part, you're getting like one word right. on your EVP. So that would make sense. That it, it would get random words and use those to communicate with us, right? That does make sense. Makes and it's just, a, it's just a theory. I mean, I could be wrong, but hey, it's a theory, you know? Hey, yeah. You, you know, at least you're putting thought into it, and that makes as much sense as anything else. So, right. Yeah. And who can tell you that you're wrong anyway? Because nobody knows. Exactly. Exactly. At least there is. At least there is some kind of. I mean, some kind of something to it. There, there could be something to that. I mean, and I think we could get into quantum theory. But that would be like for okay, forever. But that has with radio waves. I mean, talking about and like us seeing air. When what we when we speak, there's there's these millions of radio waves go out of space. That all connects with the quantum theory too. That's a whole different subject. Yeah, but yeah, um, you know, but you just you just never know. Well, I think you're onto something there. I, I think that's a that's a great way to to theorize it because I've I've never thought about anything other than oh they're trying to communicate. I never thought about well how in the hell they're communicating without a <laughs> without right. Yeah. And a lot of time, and a lot of times, when, you know, and they're not present. Like, well, I mean, they're present. Oh, I should have worded that differently. When I'm saying they're not present, a lot of times you're getting audio when you're in a room. You can't. Sometimes you can't visually see the spirit because it doesn't have enough energy to manifest in front of you at that particular time, right? right. So somehow it's using these, you know, electro waves as words to communicate. I mean, that's just my theory, though. That's all I mean. That that's the way I know how to explain that. I mean, the only the only possible thing that I can think of that they could use to communicate to communicate with us. You know. Well, that you know that makes as much sense as anything else, and the, just the whole idea of how do they manifest energy? How do they collect and draw energy to to form anything? Uh, to right. That goes into like telekinesis, but it, it's all on the energy field. I, I don't know. That's beyond me. I'm not smart enough right. to figure out, you know. Right. Well, you know, I think a lot of times, like when we're like when you're an investigator and you're investigating, because there's there's so many times whenever I investigate, and I don't know. Do you do a lot of investigating? Not not so much. I I haven't really, not really at all in about ten years now. Um, okay. I got a little freaked out about ten years ago, and I just I hung it up. Right. Okay. I understand. Um, you know, well, I'll be honest. I have investigated before, and I I was I would feel fine, completely fine at one minute, and um, the next minute I would feel 
like I had ran a marathon, like completely zapped. Like, you know, hang me up, I'm done, this night's over, I can't walk out the building. You know, because, like, every bounce of energy, energy is just gone. So I think sometimes the spirits use air energy from from us to feed off air energy. And I think, you know, when 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 uh, when we we're fearful investigating, what we do, we're creating more energy that way. Um, so when we're fearful on investigating and um and they use their energy, I think they use energy from our devices, from our equipment, from our flashlight, just anything that they that they can get to to get energy, I think that's what they use to to communicate with us a lot of times. I agree. And like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you actually explained a little bit of what went on with my experience. It had me pump my brakes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because my dumb self, I had zero fear at the moment, and I invited something to use my energy. Yes, yes. That's it. I, yeah. I regretted it, and I honestly mm-hmm. believe I, I believe something attached itself to me for probably around five years. It felt like I was cursed. I, I went through rounds of depression. Um, it was mm-hmm. a tough time, and yeah, I can't. I cannot even imagine that because that's what you gotta. That's what you gotta really be cautious about. You know, when you invite something to use you or your energy. And there's a whole realm of things that can go wrong, you know. Right. So you got to be really, really careful in doing and doing that. And I would really cautious against actually inviting something to do it because um, you just don't ever know what's would, there. Because you know, I could be talking to a child, but not know that there's something else there with that child, right? right? Or is that really a child? Or are, are you being? Or is curious? that really a child? Exactly, because I know I know of someone who. Um, I know of someone who at one time thought they were talking to a little girl. And they went back, they went back to this, like, I'm not going to say any names because it's not my place. I will tell you a little bit about what happened. But they were they thought they were talking to a little girl. This uh, lady went back to this location several times because she just felt like the little girl was lonely. And, you know, just, I mean, she created a bond with this spirit, okay? Like, just like... A friendship, I guess you, and that sounds really out there, <laughs> but no, it's okay. That okay, but so she made to this location several, several times. Well, it ended up being it was something a little more, you know, it was not a little girl. Um, it was you know it was a, it ended up being a man that she was talking to, but the man was using the little girl to betray to betray himself or something else to get right. close to this lady. Yeah, so he put right? the Yeah. 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 But I know my friend Lisa, um, and you know, everybody does things differently. I always say a prayer before I investigate and everything. Um and I always and then before I leave the location I always say, you know, if you whatever is here, you have to stay here, you're not allowed to come with me. And I always say another prayer before I leave. But my friend, my friend Lisa, and she always puts up a like a Saint Michael shield around her. She kind of that's what she does before she investigates. Yeah. When nothing is allowed to attach itself to her, you know, when she goes to the building, when she leaves. So, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend some some type of protection, be it a prayer or what yeah. you know, what ritual you choose. 
uh, just something to protect yourself because I was ignorant yeah. of that and it I dealt with it for a long time and it took a whole lot of faith and prayer to get out of that situation. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know everybody has different religious beliefs. You know, I'm a Baptist. I believe in God's 100% and everything. Yeah. But you know, even if you did, even if you, even if you didn't. What could it hurt? What's it going to hurt you? Exactly. <laughs> you know, just say it and be that, you know, and go in there and be that. Yeah, what's it going to hurt? You know. And I have heard, I have heard dozens of times that people that were absolutely atheists, you know, um, get in a situation where they're fearful, uh, and they call on the name of Jesus, and whatever, oh, that, yeah. whatever that presence is, still stops because even if you don't have the faith, it knows what you're talking about. Exactly. You are you are you hit that exact right on with that, yeah, for sure. So and yeah. I, I hope I don't, you know, upset anybody or whatever. I don't care what religion or belief anybody else has, but for me, uh, I'm always gonna be a Christian and I Yes, that's me too. Yes. So I believe there's power in prayer, I believe there's power in the name. And I do too, absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, and like I said, I, I feel like I'm the same beliefs as you are. And but even if you're not, what's it going to hurt you? Right. 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 What would it hurt? It won't take anything away from you to to give it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, is there anything else you want to touch base on right now, or? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go. We can cut it off now if you want to. I'll put the I'll put the multiple phone calls together until we you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll make a full story out of it. And uh, okay, but I want you to call me back sometime and tell me about your uh, missing four one one cases that you've done so much research into. Oh gosh, listen, my listen, my husband can tell you, but he actually David Pilatus, he actually has a movie. If you watch the movie, on I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. Or Amazon Prime, you can get it online. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it, no. Yeah, it's called uh, Missing 411, The Hunted, I think. Right. And, it, I mean, it's really strange because if you notice, like, a lot of um, people that go missing, it always happens at these well, at the parks, but also around uh, these great big boulders and, like, limestone and all that, too. It's pretty crazy. Limestone has a lot of energy to it. Yes, it does. And granite, I mean, all. Yes, it does. Yes, yep. it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll call you back anytime you want to talk. Like, listen, I've been to so many places. I've been to, I've been to Waverly Hills Sanatorium, Gettysburg. Uh, I've been to um, Mountville Penitentiary, uh, Linderation. I mean, I, I have traveled so I could go on for an hour, I mean, just least in the places that I've been. So anytime you want to <clears throat> talk about paranormal or David Pilatus or anything like that, just send me a message and if I'm able, we'll, we'll talk. Sweet. Will do. I appreciate that, Angie. Yes, no problem. It's been fun chatting. Hey, I've, I've enjoyed it too. So yes, keep, my, definitely. keep my number in your phone. That way if anything comes up, you can holler at me. Yes, that sounds good. And right. and when we get the when we when we get the conference plugs and everything, I think you want to come and uh, do some be a vendor. I think they definitely set you up there. And um, maybe you can do some podcasts with some of our speakers, like some like short podcasts with some of them. That's, they would they love that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um uh you can do that. Um and also I can come on and kinda of talk about what to expect at next year's conference when we get kinda of get when we get it more in detail and talk we're we're gonna have a meeting 
at the end of this month about it. So I'll know more then. <clears throat> Must we discuss it and everything. Fantastic. Well, yeah, definitely. Give me a call back, and whenever you do have your next conference, I I will be there either in attendance or as a vendor or in some way, shape, form, or fashion, like Jim Justice says, I'll be there. <laughs> yep, that sounds good. I'll talk <laughs> to you later. You have a good night. Uh, you too. Y'all be careful. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast. I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, If you have a story that you'd like to share, please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. That's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. You can find it as The Bump Podcast or The Bump Podcast Bigfoot on Teespring. I have lots of merch. I got a whole lot more coming out. Um, All of the artwork, I'm doing it myself. I'm designing everything myself. So it's a, it's a lot of work on my end, but I'm just hoping that I put something out there that you guys can enjoy. So thanks again for listening, and don't stop believing. <laughs>